Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old bar back. You're just waiting for your bill's big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County, and welcome back for episode number 31 of Delco Baseball Now. My name is Brennan Ricciardi. I am joined, as always, by Ben Thorpe. And Ben, the Media Little League 12-year-olds are state champs. How about that? It's huge. Moving on to the regionals. Should be fun. First Delco Little League state championship at that age level since 1988 with Ben Davis. First one for media since 1957 like that was a historical win and to be able to do it in delco is so cool for them oh yeah i mean i'm sure the home crowd gave them a pretty big a little bit of an advantage but i think they were still pretty much the clear best team there but yeah it's really cool being able to just do that in delco and i don't know and it's even it's even more impressive the fact that one one of their best players chase d'ambrosio got hurt they just somehow kept getting better like they were all kind of you know, rallying around that and uh, playing for him. And in their last two games, so we'll start off real quick. They won, I believe, it was nine nothing against West Point. Four three was the close game against Back Mountain, where Chase got hurt. But then they won nineteen to three and twelve to one. They hit nine home runs in their last two games. Mind you, they only hit two in all of districts. Yeah, I think that's something where I don't know. You see in like the great teams, where if they're if one of their your big guy goes down, like everyone else starts to step up and kind of up their game even more um yeah that's i don't know it's just but something good teams do carson wentz and the eagles vibes yeah right pretty there. much yeah. Nick Foles, the, the, i guess the rest of the offense is nick Foles. yeah yeah but i mean you know it's been they've been perfect so far they uh they swept districts they swept sectionals and now they swept states uh so to go through the state of pa without a scratch is impressive and not it, many teams do no not many teams do you you know you see a lot of teams lose at least one game along the way you have to start out by talking about austin crowley who put on an absolute clinic this week he hit five home runs in four games he also had 12 strikeouts in the championship like he had thousands of people watching him and he just cruised yeah it's, they don't give out like state player of the years for little league but uh, gatorade player of the yeah. year <laughs> I think he'd have a pretty good, uh, pretty good claim on it if if they did. Yeah, and four opposite field home runs. He finally decided to pull one in the last game uh, to win. Now this game was, I mean, it started, you know, kind of a little bit slow with some walks, and then you know Crowley came up with the bases loaded, and like the whole entire stadium was just like, oh, he's he's gonna do it, like, he's gonna do the grand slam, mm-hmm. and he went oppo for the grand slam. You know, three nothing to seven nothing is a big jump. They did the same thing in the game before. When it was four nothing, then Nolan Gradden hit the grand slam. Like these guys just have—they love big innings. Yeah, that's 
I think one of the things is, you know, you can't let a team just sit around the whole time and, like, hang around. So they, they've done a very good job of, like, putting teams away. Yeah, no, they, they stubble in the third early. It's made you know, life a little bit easier for them now that they lost D'Ambrosio, who's been their, their number two pitcher. But uh, we once again filmed a post-game interview with the media boys on the field. There were so many people on the field. Uh, we filmed a couple different ones, so... We're going to start off with the media boys, but we also have assistant coach Tommy Bradley and head coach Tom Bradley. So we're going to uh, put those all in here. All right, here with Trevor Skronik, who this time did not pimp a double. Uh, this time hit his first home run of the tournament. Did you know that one was going off the bat? Uh, I thought it could be, but I wasn't for sure. So I still had to like it. So. Yeah, didn't bat flip. Did not bat flip that time. Uh, man, another offensive outburst. 12 runs, scored 19 in your last game. Where did all this power from your team come from? Was it losing Chase? Did you guys get a little bit of Chase, you know, with you the whole time? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're now for the whole season, we've kind of just been doing it for Chase. So we're really trying to add an extra for him. So, yeah. And, you know, none of this is possible without the boys at the bottom of the order getting on base, as always, mm-hmm. yeah. to, uh, to load the base. And we, we talked about it in the, in the last interview that, you know, those grand slams aren't possible without you guys on base. So what was the approach in the bottom of the order today? Uh, try to get on, pass it up to the top of the lineup so they can do their job. Mostly just trying to put it up center or that's what I feel. Charlie, you love getting hit by pitches, don't you? Yeah, no, I really I don't think you try. I think the bottom of the order. What is considered, okay, so when you have an 11-person lineup, what is considered the bottom of the order? What? Uh-huh. After seven. After seven? So where are you? No, nine. Okay. Yeah. No, because my feet are Anybody that wants to answer this question here, you guys are playing on ESPN next week. How excited are you for that? My foot's uh, very excited. My foot's got to deal with the nerves and I'm like into adrenaline and keep scoring runs. And once you rise, you know, you guys played in front of this many people here. Uh-oh, no one's got something to say. Oh, here we go. I have everybody on the I am inspirational from the radio. Still pretending that it's thumb perfect. Is this on the radio? It is. I heard it was clear. Well, Austin Crowley. Big he doesn't. He, yeah, big strong Austin Crowley. Hey, Travis, we all know him. Uh, he does not know anything. Yeah, I'm 24, uh, but Austin is taller than me. Uh oh. Christian looks like Union's Baseball Seven on YouTube at some point. We got once again the bottom of the order coming up big for this team. These hey, guys are menaces out there. Great AB after great AB. Oh, here we go. Uh, an, an, someone I'm assuming is an Aston Middletown player wants to know the best team they played throughout this game. Back mountain. Back mountain. You guys can keep talking. I know. I know. I, I honestly have to say, Aston. It was. It, 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 it all right, was so real question though, what was it like looking out when you're on the field and seeing all of these media friends and family? Like out there? me. Like like this little. Like me, me. I'm the biggest fan here. So. Not. Well, Lakers here really had the biggest fan. Got my nerves going before the game. He showed me this TikTok of this guy leading off the state championship, and there was more than twenty thousand people there. And I was scared at first. And I 
I feel like it's after that first pitch. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Wearing wearing the Delco Baseball Now shirt, Austin Crowley. Yo, buy the merch. Dude, I think I can get free t-shirts for the whole squad. Maybe media colors. Media colors are sharp. Just so you guys know, the first ever YouTube video on the Delco Baseball Now channel is going to be the Delco Stakes Player of the Game interview right here. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Any of you guys got anything uh, you'd like to add to the, the program here? Oh, it's like good. Yeah. Well, like, we get. We, I think so different. I think everyone knows that we hit the ball really well. I mean, everyone, we drilled that kid out real fast. Like we got him going in like two, three innings, so that was really good. It helped us out a lot because Ryan was doing some sidearm and it made it add something to the score. Nice. Oh my! Austin, did you try and bottle that last out on purpose just to make things interesting? <laughs> Dude, I didn't expect the ball to pass me. I was. I know okay. no, no one's no one's not like a strikeout pitcher. He's gonna get like a new pop. Like, oh my god. I saw it hit, I was like, bro, really? <laughs> and then I didn't bother it. I didn't think I had a chance and I looked up and it was like it was like quarter way down the line, so and then you I thought he was safe. Yeah, I thought he was safe. Put that on the shirt here. Uh, Alright guys, well congratulations. First state championship for media since 1957 at this age group. What do you think it is about this group that's so special? Always really connect together and we're so deep in the lineup. Like 1 through 12 or whatever can always hit the ball. It's 11 right now because Chase, 1 through 11 can hit the ball right now. So that's what's working. Clearly Chase was the issue in this lineup. I don't want to be that guy. But, uh, 31 runs over two games. Chase, do you think you were the issue in this lineup? As he eats his ice cream sandwich. <laughs> no, I don't think that. No. I think they... You inspired them? Yeah, I inspired them. You're so inspirational. Inspirational. Yeah. You're learning to pitch left-handed. Is this yes. true? Yes. Yes. Put this on and Hey, listen. Williamsport, you know, is long enough away. You never know. It's baseball. Do it now. Do it now. It looks like the parents got something to do. If anyone has any last words here. Watch us on ESPN in Connecticut. 10 a.m. Sunday versus Maryland. Let's, Let's go. go. Man, these boys crack me up. This is a really funny group, uh, especially with always plugging Nunez's YouTube baseball account. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can hear these little, like, 10-year-old media kids, you know, in the stands chanting, like, Nunez baseball when he's up, which is That's, hysterical. It's kind of sick. I mean, it, hey, it's a it's awesome. good start. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we just started our Delco Baseball Now YouTube, shameless plug, because a lot of those kids love baseball, but they are they don't have, like, social medias yet. You know, yeah, YouTube yeah, is, yeah. like, what they can do. Uh, so I think Nunez still has more subscribers than us. Oh, right he now. 100%. <laughs> yeah, he told me to subscribe, and he's got, like, 50,000 views on his videos. He's hysterical, yeah. Yeah, but all right, so we, we did interview the kids, obviously, but we also have the interviews from Tommy Bradley and Tom Bradley, father-son combo, coaching this media team. So let's hear from those guys as well. Go here. All right, here live with media, quote-unquote, assistant coach Tommy Bradley. Tommy, you guys just brought home the first 12-year-old state championship to media literally since 1957. How are you feeling right now? Uh, a little speechless, to be honest with you. That's um, rare for you. <laughs> you know, normally I'm a, I'm a man of many words when it comes to these interviews, but right now, man, it's, uh, it's tough to put words to, to this feeling. So you guys, you guys are going to be playing on ESPN next Saturday in Bristol, Connecticut. Is that, I mean, obviously it hasn't been much time. Has that sunk in yet? Uh, honestly, surprisingly, the first thing that came to my mind was I got to find a way to get a haircut before I go up there. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's surreal. So 
being able to uh, play at a stage like that on ESPN is something you dream of as a kid, and to be able to do it as a coach is uh, something I never would have expected in a million years, so it be fun. So you guys won this game 12-1, to 31 runs over the last two games after losing your three-hitter. How has this team been able to get so hot after such a big loss? Uh, I mean, it, it kind of shows to those 11 guys, you know. They go out there and uh, they battle, you know. Chase goes down and they all stepped up for him. You know, yeah, obviously it's a big loss for us, but these kids rallied, you know, they just battled back, battled through adversity, and, you know, we used it as motivation, went out there and did it for him, so. Yeah, and last thing here, what do you have to say just about the turnout of the media faithful? I mean, hundreds of people here at Newtown Edgemont is something that just gives you Uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard, like, a crowd that loud at a Little League baseball game, so something like that was pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, it means a lot, you know, rally the guys up, you know, bring them to a higher level, and uh, they went out there and uh, did what we did. I got three words that I'm expecting you to say here. What do you got? Job's not finished. Job is not finished. We'll see you Sunday, 10 a.m. against Montgomery County Little League of Maryland. That'll be in Bristol, Connecticut. I believe ESPN Plus, but dream lives on. All right, Coach, first 12U state championship for me, this is 1957. What does this mean to you? That is awesome, awesome and stuff. We didn't realize it was that long and stuff, but, um, you know, we saw this opportunity to be here at Nell when these guys were 10-year-olds, and we said, you know, hey, if we could put together a team over the next three years, we could have a chance to be here, and we got here, and we took care of business. So you guys obviously had a big loss when Chase D'Ambrosio got hurt, but it seemed like that kind of fueled your team. So how, how were you guys able to put that adversity past them be able to play for absolutely i mean chase is a great kid and stuff and you know everybody was down that night and stuff and we met the next day at practice and we all get, got together and say hey this is what we want to do for him so they've been all wearing bands that says cd8 and uh it's a dedication to him he's been great he's been here he wants to pick up the bats he wants to pick up the gloves the, you know, the batting gloves from the kids he wants to be part of this team and he's going to be part of this team going forward absolutely all right, obviously a full team effort here, but what do you have to say about Austin Crowley? Two home runs, great pitching on the mound, you know, showing up when everybody's here watching. He's flawless. I mean, the kid, like I asked his dad, I said, how's he feeling and stuff? He's like, he thinks he's got an in-house game tonight. It's like ridiculous. Like, he's so calm and cool and quiet and everything, and goes up there, and then teams try and pitch around him. Then they try and throw at him sometimes and stuff. He just stays cool and calm and then just does his job and turns on the ball. Yeah, yeah. he said, you know, he's one of those guys where the more people that are here, that he elevates his game because he feeds off that energy. Uh, what do you have to say about this unbelievable turnout of media, friends, family, and alum, and everybody that's been here for this whole trip? Yeah, I mean, media is a great program. Media Little League. So we live in Brookhaven. We came over to media when Tommy was in six. I think he was six. And uh, this whole place has been awesome. It's only There's only 400 kids in the program. Eastside has eight over 800 kids in their program, 11 teams in the majors. So they got 11 number one starters. I mean, they're a deep, deep team and stuff. But we just put it together. I got a bunch of tough kids. I got a kid with a bad foot. I thought it was broken. I got a kid that 15 stitches in his knee, came back for the championship in the District 19, and um, he played. That was his first game back. I, Nolan Gratton breaks his thumb in the second inning of that game. So hits, hits like three, four home runs with a broken thumb and he's only been two and a half weeks yeah, all right. how cool is this to be able to do this with your son Tommy after you guys won the state week when you were 10 years old ten, they were 10 years old, years old yes. yeah. yeah it was 2012 it was awesome I mean just you know enjoying it with our family we're a big family like we, we really are tight family um, my daughters are here 
My wife's here supporting it. We don't have a kid on the team, but we we're out here. Media Little League son-in-law as well. We have a Media Little League son-in-law, yeah, and the Mahalan family is an awesome baseball family. I actually met John before the kids met each other. So, so uh, we've been friends before they knew each other. And uh, they actually met at Williamsport. Really? Yes, they did. All right, last question I'll ask you here. Your baseball team will be playing on ESPN. Everyone's dream next Sunday. How excited are you to get going? Oh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'm just going to have to clean up the little things at first base because, you know, when these kids are hitting bombs, I'm a little excited. And uh, they might be mic'd up. We don't know. We don't know what's going to come out, but I'll keep it clean. I promise. There he is. All right. Well, I will see you there, Coach. Thank you for your time. Thank That's, you. I appreciate uh, all you guys do for us. Thank you. You know, it's, it's pretty cool to see that Tom and Tommy Bradley were you know, on the same media team when Tommy was 10 years old that won the state. And now they're both coaches for the 12-year-old team that wins the state. You know, it, it's it's kind of full circle. Yeah, it definitely is. It's probably really cool to see it from, like, both sides. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, they've been such a big part of this team and this whole media program for a while is really cool to see. And, you know, they've both 100% deserved this opportunity to go to Bristol. And I'm excited to see it. I've been, you know, seeing Tommy at our Doka League games. He's very excited. Uh, but, you know, Tommy's also kind of like a, you know, like a job's not finished yeah, kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, like, yeah. he, you know, he's like, you got to take it in, but also realize, like, we're three wins away from Williamsport. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I know, it's cool to see. I feel like when I was growing up and when you as well, there are a lot of really good, media teams that would get very far and just fall short so it's cool to see one like get over that hump and now go for hopefully winning a regional and making it to Williamsport yeah we got the schedule right here media will start off playing Maryland that'll be Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on ESPN plus not ESPN so if you're listening to this you will not be able to watch it just on your TV you'll have to either get it on ESPN app like Roku if you have it Something like that. DM me for my ESPN Plus login. I got you. It's only you. five bucks. I th- I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure it's only five bucks a month. So you can, uh, you can buy it. But yeah, they'll be taking on Montgomery County Little League from Germantown, Maryland. It's kind of hard for us to do much of a preview of this game just because we don't really know anything about this team. We can more talk about the tournament itself. And it's interesting. They're actually doing three regional tournaments in Bristol at the same time. And so these games are spread out. So their first game is Sunday at 10 a.m. We're going to go with the, the winner's bracket route this time because we have no reason to believe that they're going to lose at this point. You'd hope. Um, so Sunday at 10 a.m. is first. If they win that, they would play on Tuesday night at 7 on ESPN, regular ESPN. That's a primetime slot right there. Uh, and if they were to win that, they would play Friday, the championships at 3. Now, if they were to lose Sunday, they would play Monday. Then they'd have to win Thursday and Friday. But the interesting thing is the championship is one game no matter what. One game to get to Williamsport. Doesn't matter if you have a loss or not. So, really? So they so can, they can go do. through the loser's bracket, beat a team that's 2-0, and and it's over. I always kind of hated that. I do too, but I will say from a fan perspective, the drama of having oh, to be yeah, one game yeah, it's great, but also cool. it kind of takes away the whole purpose of winning. I mean, I... I I guess the save pitching really that's like the only benefit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a big proponent of. I think the the winner should have to be beaten twice in that. I, I agree. I don't think that's particularly. I agree, fair. but I think you know there's benefits and there's yeah. you know I honestly I do think it benefits media the most because with Chase Hurt they're a little bit shorter on arms than I'm sure some mm. of these other teams. Oh coming no, in. yeah, it definitely is going to happen. Uh, and you know, so the other side of the bracket is Washington D.C. and Delaware. If you're wondering where New Jersey and New York are, well, they got shipped to a different region. They are now in the metro region. They realigned everything. 
It's only a fourteen tournament. I believe it used to be six. So yeah, yeah um, six. it's four now. Three wins away from Williamsport. Get started. 10 a.m. on Sunday. Ben Sweet. and I, at least, uh, definitely me. We're still wondering about Ben uh, for his baseball schedule, but I will be in Bristol. Hopefully, both of us are to cover this game, and I, I'm pretty sure it's still free. That would be nice. I think it's still uh, free. I sure hope so. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, I don't even want to see the press box. I want to be right in the nitty gritty. Yeah, you know? really good. Especially it. if we're like filming highlights and stuff. But um, all right, we will move on here. Thanks to the media boys for joining the show. Best of luck. We'll try and have another episode out. Uh, after their first game before the Delco League Finals. We also have a Broomall Newtown team getting their World Series run started in the Bay Ruth World Series. So they're sending two teams, the 14s and 15s, but the 14s start Saturday morning. Saturday morning at 10.30, they're playing Eagle Pass, Texas. Sunday night, 8.30, playing Aruba. We were wrong, Ben. There are teams from out of the United States. Australia's there, Mexico's there, uh, Aruba's there. It's a heck of a three countries. Yeah, I don't know how they decided that. Um, Monday at 1 o'clock, they're playing Arlington, Virginia, so almost the host city. I know it's another Virginia team. And then Wednesday at 8 a.m., they're playing Tallahassee, Lyon from Florida. So they get four pool play games. And, you know, we're not going to sit here and say that we know too much about this team just because we've been kind of locked into other stuff around the summer. But Probably very good, though. Yeah, obviously. I mean, Brumont Newtown always just pumps out good yeah. baseball players. Uh, so we'll, we'll definitely be trying to follow along with that and give updates on that. But, you know, four guaranteed games, it means it's going to be a good week. Just getting those four guaranteed games is cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're not, you're not just going to be show up, lose two games, and go right back home. No. It's nice. Got a little off day Tuesday. I get to go do something cool. Like, I don't know what there is to do in Fredericksburg, Virginia, but... Uh, Probably something fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they can find something to do. Uh, I know that those games will be live streamed, so make sure to check those out. Do we know what they're streamed on? Uh, I believe it was the... Uh, I had the link on the website uh, for it. I believe it's something with, like, Fredericks or maybe, like, Stratton or something, wherever it is. Oh, uh, it's like one of, like, the towns. Like... Yeah, Stra- all right, so it's StrattonBaseballWorldSeries.com. Ah. Uh, it looks like they're playing at the Fredericksburg National Stadium. Oh, that's a really cool looking stadium. Yeah, and is there another picture of that? Uh, I don't know, but I I work for the Harrisburg Senators and they got a nice Whoa. stadium too. That looks like a very nice stadium. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, and it looks that's like sweet. yeah, they're gonna be having a good time playing there. That's a legit that's stadium a, for sure. Yeah, that's like a minor league stadium. It is absolutely. We're gonna talk about the reason Ben may not be able to make the trip up. Ben, the MSBL championships here. Tell us about the top lumber expos and the Colts playing in the championship game. Ben, tell us about this expos team. Uh, Yeah, I mean it's just kind of a strong team through and through. Uh, It's a little bit, a little bit less of the. We've talked a lot about with Delco and a lot of the college guys and everything. It's a little bit more. You're gonna see see some older guys in it, Um, but these still, these guys still have it, and it's. I think we're a very strong team. We got. you know, myself will be pitching. We'll throw. Um, so the only issue is I, I struggle with some of the uh, guys' last names. Still, <laughs> not not a great name guy. But Understandable. I, we throw my guy Noah game one usually. So he's, he's a very good. He's a Penn State Baron guy. Um, okay, that's a long way away from yeah, here. It's a yeah, high, he, it's a like he's down here for. I forget what he's down for. He told me. Um, but yeah, if he's he's gonna be chucking for us probably game one, game two. I would assume uh, either uh, Kalen. Uh, yeah, or, roommate Kalen Rigner. Shout out. He's my Penn State roommate. One of the many members around here of the Penn State Baseball Club dynasty. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a beast. But, yeah, I mean, no, it seems like, you know, now that the Glenn Mills Rays are out after uh, three straight championships, you know, the crown is there to be taken. Yeah, and that's it was interesting. They kind of they kind of came in off that. I thought the entire year that us and the Colts were far better than them, and I think we proved that. 
Um, the Colts are a really good team, though. They have a few. They also have a few like guys who are playing in the Delta League. Um, guys that are going to be able to swing it. They they, they crush the ball. Mark Gervaisi, right? Yeah. The boy Mark Gervaisi. Who else? Do you know any off the top of your head? I know um, you're not a name guy, but so there was uh, there was a dude Corbin who used to play uh, used to play for Upper Darby a little bit. He's there, um, and they have a couple other guys too. I, I'm not really not sure the names of, mm-hmm. but um, they hit baseballs yeah, far. Yeah, they hit yeah. baseballs very far. That nice. was. Uh, well, where can anybody go out and find these games? So these games are going to be at O'Hara. So uh, Saturday at 2 will be uh, at O'Hara, and then Sunday will be, I think, the first game will be at 2 at O'Hara, and then, if necessary, uh, right after that. All right. All right, let's move on to the Delco League here because we have a couple different things to talk about with the Delco League. Uh, we're going to start off the Upper Darby Blue Sox. Ben's Upper Darby Blue Sox are heading to the Delco League Finals for the third straight year after they swept Drexel Hill. Ben, tell us about the series. Uh, yeah, honestly, it was... I think Game 2 was really, like, the turning point. I think Game 1, we really came out and just um, got out to a really quick start. Uh, we were up 3 nothing with that before an out was made in that first game. Um, and then they bought in... So Drexel bought in a guy, Dylan Robinson, who threw very well for them. Um, he kept a minute, and then I think it was five or six one after Salvi hit the absolute missile over like the second hill. Um, so that he can, and once Robinson came out, it kind of the floodgates opened back up. So he won that thirteen one, um, and then game two was a little bit of a of a reverse. They they got up pretty early, um, and then. I don't know what I came in at some point and then from there just kind of like blacked out for a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. So we'll get the scores here. So game yeah. one was a thirteen to one win. Yes. Game two, and I, I can explain this one a little bit because I was there for the end of it. So the interesting thing is in both the Wayne series and the Upper Derby series, both games were suspended due to darkness at four four. So yeah. instead of moving it to prior to game three, like we did with with the Aston and Wayne one, they played the rest of their game on Wednesday night. So Chris Salvi, who I think homered in every game of the series, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, he, he homered in the top of the ninth. But then Matt Query, two-run walk-off double to win that game, too. That was Blue Sox magic right there. Oh, yeah, that was – I feel like – and we were talking with the uh, with some of the guys, like Joey Supo, a couple of the guys who have been around for all three of the runs. And it's just like we have one of those every year where it's just like there's one of those games where we, we got behind by a lot, came back, and just like – pull it out at the end like it just I think it's something that it's kind of a mark of our playoff runs at this yeah, point yeah when when we won in 21 the big one was we were playing Springfield we were playing Springfield yeah. it was game one we were down 6-2 to two yeah. in the bottom of 7th and I think Super walked that yeah, game Super off yeah Super walked actually. off and then, I think he said that we walked him off the next game too no we crushed him the next two games no yeah I think yeah um, yeah but no that game Matt Query, I mean, like you said, like you could make an argument that Drexel Hill could have won this series if they won that game because then they're going, yeah, that was they're, really the they're going back one. home was, tied at one. Especially like in the beginning of that when they jumped out, I was like, okay, like, and I think that was the thing that we were kind of saying after game one is these are not, a, that's not a team that's going to roll over and die. And they came out ready to go. And I think like, not to like, 
pat myself on the back, but I did a good job of keeping the game where it was, yeah. and we came back. Yeah, well, was, Ben was in the running for the Delco Stakes player of the game until Matt Query hit that two-run walk-off. I was um, not going to claim that for myself. That, that yeah. was never going to well, like I, like I said to you, I'm like, your team will let you know if you deserve oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know, when, when did you come in? Because I'm getting two different answers from Game Changers. Oh, uh, both Game Changers are wrong. Yeah. So I came in with no outs in the uh, no outs in the second. So it was basically okay. no outs in the second. We were down. I think, we well, let's see, the Drexel Hill one has you throwing five innings. I think that one might be more accurate. That's more accurate than yeah, ours, yeah. yeah. But there's, uh, so I, I threw four and a third because okay. Johnny came in for the right, last two. Right, right. Right, well, uh, well, either way, good job by Ben and the Blue Sox. Uh, speaking of Drexel Hill getting out to an early lead, they scored five in the bottom of the first <laughs> tonight in game three. Then you guys scored seven in the top of the second. What happened yeah, on both sides? Um. So for on our side, a lot of walks, uh, a lot of walks, and then uh, Aaron Monroe, uh, their like six seven hitter, had a had a single scored two. He's like a big guy, right? Yeah, like tall, real big yeah. Guy, yeah. Um, so that was that, and then I think Salvi hit a home run, and yeah, that that kind of yeah, just. I'm, I'm pulling it up here. Yeah, a couple walks. It looked like an error, kind of led to a bunch of walks like and then Monroe had the big single but then yeah, yeah. you guys let's see how you guys scored seven runs that's a heck of an answer so walk the bases loaded yep. Delco Stakes player of the game Jason single. Hankins with a little with a little two run single here yeah. uh Adam Fine two run single he error just put, he put on a little clinic there it was it was single um got the second on the throw I think and then stole third came home oh wow yeah came home on like a throw away when yeah. he stole third okay uh, yeah, and then Sammy or sorry, Steve Tyson was hit by a pitch. Super mm-hmm. had a single. Yeah, I mean that's just you guys had just seven. You guys had seven yeah. runs in an inning twice. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Ridiculous. We had two just ridiculous innings. Yeah. They like just I don't know. They just couldn't seem to like yeah. get that last out and just like get out of it. Yeah, and and this isn't you know like obviously we're not here to just like talk crap on any team we play, but like going into this series, the biggest question was what were Drexel Hill's arms you know going to be mm-hmm. able to do. And, like, I mean, they let up over 30 runs in three games, yeah, right? Like, we knew their lineup was going to be good. They scored. That wasn't the issue for them. But at the end of the day, like, and they'll probably be the first ones to tell you. They just didn't have the arms for a full series. And when they when you get up to multiple run leads early in both games and can't, you know, can't close it out, like, I know it's going to be a sour taste in the mouth. Yeah, and that was honestly, like, I feel like for the most part those guys threw well. And, like, the guys they threw, it wasn't like they were just throwing, like, slop up there. Like, they could all chuck. I think yeah, we, credit to your lineup, too. Yeah, I, was like, I think we did a really good job of hitting. They might have struggled with control uh, every now and then. As a lot, I mean, we had problems with control, too, in various innings. So, like, I think this is one of those things where uh, I think we – it was a team that was maybe – because they had a little bit of injury problems, too. They were a little bit short on the arms, ran into just a hot offense. All right, well, you can catch the Delco Stakes Player of the Game interviews on our social medias. We did not have any for game one of either series just because we are at the Media Little League game, and we did not have any for the game two of the Aston and Wayne series that we're about to talk about just because there was two games in one day and I only had one poster, and it just didn't didn't make sense. So uh, let's get into that series because that will be determining who will play Upper Darby. The exact same scenario as 2021 where we at Upper Darby were waiting to see who was going to get through between Aston and Wayne. Yeah. And, that, and that year is Aston. Right now, uh, Wayne co- currently holds a 2-1 to series lead. Bit of an odd series. So game one was honestly kind of boring. All of the runs in the game were scored in one inning, but we won that one. Uh, Wayne won 5-2. to Cam Mathis threw well, but Alex Pock and, and Joe Peluso were great out of the pen as well. Uh, pretty low-scoring game. There's a guy I need to give a monster shout-out to. 
because in the game two game, Aston Valley five, Wayne four, we had so we had nine hits. Nate Sides went five for five. Oh my God, Nate Sides is really good at baseball. Yeah, that's the only yeah. thing I have to say, man. He went and so he got married. First off, congrats. Yeah, uh, a couple, couple, awesome. couple weeks ago, so he missed like about a week or two, and he just comes that's back nice. and just like just never, you know, even struggles like it never even has any issue getting back to it um but i gotta give credit aston valley won this ball game a great job by colin porter through five innings of relief which started on tuesday and continued to thursday he did not allow a run so five shutout innings uh if we'd done a player of the game even though yeah even though he didn't have like the the winning rbi um but yeah no so their run actually ironically scored on a double play on a sack fly because really? they decided to test Corey Woodcock on on the throat, and they went to third, and they uh, got him to third. Okay. So it was like it was bases loaded, no outs, and that was one of those like, all right, yeah, I guess we'll take that. Yeah, uh, we could not score in the bottom of seven, so Aston Valley tied the series up five to four. So this was a big game three. You know, it, mm-hmm. we knew that we were gonna have to play at some kind of a good pace because we were already starting late. Uh, but this one was a five to three win for Wayne. Mike Valente was a star of this game. Seven innings pitched. 11 strikeouts, uh, only three hits allowed. One of them is a homer, but, you know, that was a really clutch performance. I don't know if you've watched him pitch before. He's got some zip. I have not seen him pitch. I saw him pitch last year, and he definitely didn't have as much as you're saying he does now. But um, So, he, yeah, I yeah. have not seen him this he year. He had 91 really? in the bullpen, yeah. Damn. Um, so, yeah, no, he's been great. Uh, his fastball looked great. Uh, the only real threat, if anything, he so there's a homer by – Guy named Mason DeLuca. Uh, I, was, I think he was wearing a Wilmington helmet. Shocker for yeah, Aston Valley. He hit a ball. I don't know how the hell he hit this. He hit a ball that was like at his eyes. He like almost tomahawked it, and he pimped it. Like I'll give him yeah, credit. Yeah. He, I mean, he hit. You hit a ball that far, you do whatever you want. Just a dead fastball. Yeah. Crush it. Yeah. No. I mean, I like even Mike after the inning was like, I, "That's exactly where I wanted it." You know. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Made um, a pitch, but didn't no. Work out. If, you know, Mike was the Delco Stakes player of the game here, but the biggest hit of the game came from Nick Mullen because with one out, he came up and he had a base hit that scored Alden Mathis and Aiden Weitzel was uh, pinch running. And then he came around to score on a wild pitch. So Nick Mullen, high school kid, going to George Washington in the fall, but he nice. went to Downingtown East. Uh, great player, great second baseman. And it's it's cool seeing all these young guys with the clutch hits. We, saw, we talked about that with Jackson. Yeah, no, it's, I don't know, it's like a, it's tough for, especially for high school hitters to get up against, you know, pitchers like that you've seen in Delco League, because it's mostly college guys, it's a little bit different, like, all respect to high, the high school pitchers out there, but it's a, it's a little bit different ball game. Yeah, so, high school pitchers can have the velo, they usually don't have the yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, they don't have the stuff, know. you know, they don't have that, like, secondary or tertiary pitch, and they don't always have, like, the command of it. Um, so it's, you know, to get up there and compete, it's awesome, like, hats off to him, man. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a 5-2 to two lead. Aston Valley got one in the bottom of the seventh. Mind you, it was, like, almost pitch black. It was, like, 8-20 at this point. But then because yeah, the coaches was... before the inning, Feely was kind of like, hey, listen, like, if, you know, you make us play in the top of the seventh, like, you guys have to bat in the bottom. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's only yeah. fair. Because, yeah, like, if we got shut down, you know, and they were like, all right, we'll pick up the bottom of the seventh on Friday. No, like, oh, yeah, you guys yeah, can yeah. see that's now, true. you know. So it's kind of a level playing field. Uh, but, yeah, great job. You know, I mean, just being in that dugout, like, Nick Mullen's hit was so uplifting because, you know, the, whenever Wayne loses in the playoffs, it's because of the bats. It's not because of the mm-hmm. – it's never because of the arms. There's always arms here. But we were the, – the frustrating thing is we were getting the hits. We had the, we had the bases loaded, no outs, like, multiple times. And we only scored, like, one from it. 
and you know just that hit from Moen was just like finally like someone had a yeah, clutch yeah, someone, hit like our other you know our we had some walks like some like other runs we manufactured but that one felt good and I also want to add real quick there was a bases loaded no out situation where Stephen Wells is up and he probably hit the furthest ball I've ever seen foul <laughs> like we're talking like both dugouts just snap and just go oh my god like in unison wow. like the sound off the bat. And like you could look in, even the Aston dugout was laughing like, like holy shit! Like yeah. he just hit that ball. <laughs> like none of us saw where it landed at Sun Valley. Like we all turned, and we're like, where is it? And we're yeah, like, I guess it no, probably would have yeah. gotten like what you get like over the fence to the. I mean, I'm assuming he pulled it. Yeah, right? he pulled yeah. it. So yeah. It probably got like out into the whatever. Yeah, area very bizarre. Um, yeah, but overall, like, it was an exciting day at the park. I mean, see, anytime you could see two results like. Like that, you know, that all of a sudden came from like a, hey, like if we walk it off, like if Matt Cain was called safe at home, mm-hmm. which, you know, 50-50, whatever, I'm not going to sit here and whine about that. But, you know, we could have either swept them. But next thing we know, like it's 1-1 and yeah, it's, it's a 2-2 game going to the seventh. We're like that inning. pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 And same thing with Queries walk-off double. Like that series, you know, I know that Aston Valley isn't quite as deep as arms as we mm-hmm. are. And I know that. You know they're gonna have to win the next two games. I, I think we're in a good spot. It's just if we want to win a championship this year, we need to be better hitting. You know, scoring five, four, and five like is good, but like you guys put up runs. Yeah, it's and, gonna be. Yeah. I mean, and Aston also has a very good offense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna be. To be fair though, if, if I'm gonna pick a pitching staff to keep like to make that happen. Oh yeah, you guys have a yeah. pretty pretty yeah. good one. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I think like. Uh, it's it, well, can't really count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah, you no, got a game to win, but yeah. So tomorrow but, it looks like we're gonna be getting a battle of lefties. Uh, for we're hearing Roman Tazi for Aston and Alex Pock for Wayne. Uh, we spent all year covering Alex Pock in big games, and now really? he's got another big one tomorrow. So he's the one going for you. Guys? He's gonna be starting. That's at least what they were talking about in the dugout. I'm pretty sure I heard Feely talking to him. Cool. So I think that's the plan. Uh, nothing like a little lefty lefty battle, especially yeah, yeah, when I'm on the bench and don't have to be a part of it at the plate because I have no interest <laughs> in uh, in being in the lefty lefty matchup. But yeah, I don't know. I think it would be nice if you know, obviously get the win in any way possible. But it would be nice to get the win and get a nice offensive showing. You know, put up like somewhere around like eight or ten runs just yeah, to get a little momentum. It'd also be nice to get the win and get a couple of days off. Yeah, like, I don't know what I heard from Dave today. It was Sunday at the earliest. Okay, I feel so. Show. I feel like if we close it out on Friday, I feel like at this point, honestly, this should just start Monday. But I don't yeah, know what I they would, what I would you know, say. Just start, work out and then just go Monday, Monday, Tuesday, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Just again, the same personally. thing we did. But yeah, I, I guess I don't know if it pushes. You've you run the risk of pushing that too far back onto when guys go back to school or something. Fair. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Um, what we do know is game four of Aston Valley and Wayne is Friday night, so that'll be tonight. Most most likely when I get this out, uh, that'll be five forty five at Sun Valley. And if Aston Valley wins that game, then we will head to Devon Prep for a Saturday afternoon game five, where I better see all of you in attendance at Devon Prep with that beautiful field and the seats behind home plate. One of the best fields to watch a game around here. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, they got to put bullpens in, though. You'll see yeah, that. You'll yeah, see no, that if no, we no, win. I've, I've already experienced that. Yeah, that you, it's you really got, weird. Just like give me one. It's like you like, spent like millions of dollars in that field and you get not a bullpen are they, yet. Are they I'm they putting in bullpens okay. at some point. Yeah. I was about to say, like, the they, flat it's, it's probably going to be outside the turf. Is it where all that like hay and probably, stuff is yeah. down? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But, uh, yeah, so we'll hopefully have a Delco League uh, finals preview episode and uh, a media update maybe like Sunday or, or Monday morning. Yeah. Record on the drive home. Yeah, nothing better to do. You know, between screaming at the New York City traffic. Yeah, and that. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they say you know Bristol's four hours, but we'll see. Depending on when we go, we'll see. Should be. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so at least one of us will be there Sunday in uh, at Media Little League. But we'll hopefully we'll see. Two. Hopefully too. All right, let's move on to the Phillies here. End of the day on a good note. The Phillies took three out of four from the Marlins this week. Honestly, the one game that they lost, they really should have won. But at the same time, they probably shouldn't have won the game that Castellanos hit the big home run. I mean, three out of four, especially at a place that they never play well, is is pretty encouraging after that Pittsburgh debacle. Yeah, you know, it was a good bounce back for them. Even though, I don't know, I feel like that like one game they lost still leaves a bit of a bitter taste. But just I think just knowing that it could have been four. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a good, just a great way to bounce back. I was very impressed by Michael Lorenzen. I, I mean, he threw eight strong innings in his Phillies debut. He's a guy that, it's funny, like, going into the deadline, we talked about it, and we're like, all right, the one thing they don't really need is starting pitching. Go after a bat or, or whatever, and then he comes out here and he shoves, and they're kind of going six-man rotation for a bit, and, like, you can never have enough arms. I don't think there's anything wrong with going, especially when you've got guys who, you know, we've talked about the workload on Wheeler and Nola, especially, um, to start the year, I think it's good now that you have you have a reliable. I mean, when's the last time the Phillies have had six reliable starters? I don't know, and it begs an interesting question. Like, if they go into a three game series right now, I don't know if this is a scorching hot take, but Lorenzen could start one of those games. Like, if you think about it, like Rangers been very inconsistent. Yeah, Walker's been good. Uh, Sanchez has been way better than anybody thought. But like, is it crazy to think that that third spot's like still up for grabs? Like, Lorenzen was an all star. He's got an ERA at like three five something. Like he's, he's yeah, he, no, statistically I, he might be their, one of their best guys now. He'd be great. Uh, he did. I honestly like was kind of surprised when they made that trade. Um, but hey, I'm happy now. They threw a great. I didn't even know the game was happening until I saw. Oh, like the Phillies bounce back and Lorenzo yeah, went twelve ten start. Yeah, it was bizarre. It's a weird start. Yeah, yeah, and you know the fact that he was able to come in here immediately have an impact is really impressive. Yeah, we'll take it, man. But. Especially if he's going to be able to eat innings like that. Like, we don't have a lot of guys that go very far. I could see him, you know, if he's like, yeah, three five eight ERA, which technically is the best on the roster right now. I could also see him being the long reliever. Come in and he can throw anywhere from like one to seven innings, you know. Yeah, he's a very versatile guy. Cause yeah. he, was, uh, he started off as a starter, then he was a bullpen guy for a really long time, and now he's back as a starter. Yeah. So he, he can kind of do whatever. Um, and I think that's something good to kind of have like a Swiss Army knife type thing and your pitching yeah. staff. Either way, they're giving their guys more of a break. Like I, I saw a stat that Aaron Nola's ERA on like four days versus five days rest or like five days versus six, like whatever it is, like getting a six-man rotation in that one extra day, he's like so much better. His splits are ridiculous with like an, one extra day of rest. That's maybe part of the big reason why yeah. they made that well, trade. I, I was hearing. I, I didn't know that. Dom, so Dombrowski was also saying like, what if one of them gets hurt? Like we don't feel, he was basically saying like, we don't trust our farm system enough. That's a good point. That, well, yeah. I don't trust our farm system no. enough either. Like, no, like who's coming up? Falter, who they just traded? Yeah. Griff McGarry? Like, no, it, there's a lot of question marks. So, uh, I mean, I like it. You can never have too many starting pitchers that are, that are here. And especially when the offense has not really figured out this year. And I wrote my bullet point on here. All it says is Trey Turner, what the hell? Because I've never seen someone who's been like a star player for the last five years in a sport just turn terrible in every way. I, my only, my best bet to fix Trey Turner, throw him on like the 10-day IL, get him a, 
have him pick a place on the Jersey Shore, get him a nice little rental, and have him go for a week and come back. Like, literally have him call and make sure that he doesn't touch a baseball the entire yeah. time he's there. Yeah, like, like my, my go freshman... Go hang out with your family yeah. or something. My like, freshman like, year of Brandywine, I was in a huge slump. And I remember at one point, I was talking to some guys on the team. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like, I spent, like, whatever time in the cage, like, doing this, like, blah, blah, blah. blah. And they're like, dude, go watch a movie that has yeah, nothing to do with juice. baseball and go do anything else. Mm-hmm. So for like the next two days, like I, I'm pretty sure I actually remember our coach telling me like, don't come to practice today. Like literally just, <laughs> just like, just take the day. Off. Yeah. Cause I was struggling that much where he's just like, just like, don't, don't do anything baseball related. And it kind of yeah. helped cause you know, made me think about other stuff, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very bizarre. And the, it's the, the thing that hurts is that he's taking it in the field. Yeah, He's, he's been bad at shortstop too. And he's not taking it lightly. Either. No. Like, he's not like, bro, like he knows what's going on and, definitely does not feel good about it and you can just see he's just pressing so hard now that it's he's trying um, too hard yeah, yeah. it really just needs a break yeah it was it's weird like last year it almost felt like at times Castellanos just didn't care just like looking at him like obviously you never you know yeah, on the inside yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not the case but like <laughs> he's more like nonchalant about it but Turner's like you obviously know, pissed yeah. Um, but let's see. So the Phil's got the Royals this weekend. We say this all the time, but like they shouldn't lose a single game to this team. This team's terrible. I, I would hope not. I really would hope not. Let's check out the probable pitching matchups here. But man, like outside of Bobby Witt Jr., I, I mean the Royals aren't good, and their farcist is not very good either. No, I don't know how they. I don't know how they ended up in this position. It, like I, I get. Because I thought they had prospects, and they just didn't. Like they always seem to be a young and up. I think they had team pitching prospects. Like Brady Singer was the big one that never. Yeah, he never really. He never out. like he was not not not, no, like, the, yeah, not like the star he was at Florida. No, yeah. All right, let's see. The Phils are facing Jordan Lyles, who's two and twelve with a six fifteen ERA. Chad Innings eater. Holy cow! Yeah, that's have you, have you seen that video? Chad Innings eater. It's no. the, like the foolish baseball. Uh, game. I yeah, know who that yeah, is. Yeah, he uh, made a thing of like Jordan Lyles is basically like the modern Chad Innings yeah, eater. That's awesome. Uh, they're facing a guy named Alec Marsh. It's just a combo of Alec Bohm and Brandon Marsh. Point uh, six seven five with an zero and five record. Do we face Granky? Let's Wait, see. What? Alec Marsh was the guy's name. He has a point six. Six. I'm sorry. Six point seven five. Oh wait, Granky's one eleven. With a 5.32 ERA. Jeez. Shout out, Zach. Rankin. All right. How about, I mean, Just still doing you it. You know, I feel like the Oakland A's get all the hate when it comes to terrible baseball teams, but the Royals are 35 and 75. See, I think the issue is that the Oakland A's are just so, like, loud and proud about sucking because their owner wants to get them to Vegas. Yeah. That, like, the Royals have been able to slide on their base. Yeah. Just I kind mean, of, like, 30, suck and Oh, silence. my God. 35 and 75 is. Hilarious. I think There's, they're worse than Oakland, aren't they? Uh, no, they're five games better. They yeah. might have at some point been worse, but so the Oakland A's are thirty. Well, the Royals are seven and three in their last in their last ten, which is also Uh-oh, running the That's team. also one fifth of their wins for the entire season in the last ten games, or one seventh. No, one fifth. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think you. I thought you were looking at me like you're an idiot. You're looking at me no, like, wow, that's no, actually like no, hard to process. Like, what do you say? It's just kind of like, all right, guys, good news. We got a fifth of our we've we got a fifth of our are wins there any in the last good 10 players years. on the team on the offense. Let's see. I mean, even uh, I'm sure, Bo- no. Bobby Witt's having an okay year. Man, they don't have any OPSs yeah, like, in the eight hundreds. Jesus, this look is at bad. all these guys. Like, this I mean, Salvi, but like MJ Melendez was supposed to be good. Prado was supposed to be good. Nicky Lopez was supposed to be good. He's I not mean, there anymore. Actually, they but. all their starters ERAs are in like the fives and sixes. 
Jeez, that's a tough. It's about typical for oh, me. Man, Wait, yeah. how many innings has Jordan Lyles thrown? I need to know. He's thrown 112 oh my God. in 20 games. That poor man is just giving up <laughs> he's, absolute yeah, mortar shots. All right, let's see. He's let up 22 home runs in 20 games started. Honestly, I would have guessed worse than that. Yeah, it's actually not that. <laughs> it's like one, one start. game. Yeah, that's not ridiculous. All right, let's see. After they play the Royals, I believe they play four against the Nationals. All seven of these games are at home. Six in one week? What do you think? I think six in one week would be great. I really hope it's six in one week. If, yeah. If it's not six in one week, it means I, I guess you could go two and one, three and one, but like dropping yeah. more than one game that either of these teams would be just be abysmal. Yeah. Now having all these games at home is nice too. But yeah, yeah, that would be. A... Yeah, I mean, offensively, like the fact—I mean, the fact that they're even this far with Harper not hitting for any power, Cassianos has been pretty bad this month as a whole. Turner's been bad the whole year. Uh, big home run from JT today. Two-run shot. They made it 2 nothing. He missed a couple games because he had, like, a cut on his hand or something, I think. Interesting. And uh, so, I love Garrett Stubbs. He's not very good at baseball. Love him. He's He seems like a great guy. Uh, he's very good at baseball in terms of mm-hmm. professional baseball players or MLB players. I'll take Austin He might Crowley. not be as good as other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might not be as good as other MLB players. Yeah. Just great vibes. Guy, he makes though. a great playlist. Oh, though. yeah. That's, that's, that's why he's on the roster. Yeah. Dude, sometimes you don't have to be good. Sometimes it's not baseball. Sometimes it's just playlists. Yeah. Gotta find ways to get on. You can be a GPA booster in college, something like that. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I should uh, I should bring my speaker the next Wayne game. Yeah, you gotta be playing the vibes guy. I'll do it. Either the finals or if we make it to game five. Because I feel like bringing a speaker on the road is a weird move. What do you think? It's been done against what us. What about walk-up people... songs on the road? I, so, like, we've done, I don't know. There's just something about being just, like, men's league with walk-up songs. It's, like, hilarious. Oh, like, I think it's it's hilarious, it's but hilarious, also hilarious, but also, yeah. like, it's just, like, an easy way to, yeah. like, take yourself too seriously. I think, I, what, I think what I would do is I would play... Whatever walk-up song I feel is, f- is fit for the person batting, like they they don't pick. I'll just be like, you know, seeing who's up the plate and be like, all right, here's what I think a good walk-up song that describes them would be. I would just try and like throw people off, honestly. Like Barbie, like, like even just worse. Like I find just know. like a random white kid on the team would play like a Hispanic song, like something like that, <laughs> or you know, that would be funny. We had a kid at school, Alejandro Soto the second, that he'd go out to like upbeat Spanish dance music That's and tough. just go out throwing gas after that. That's kind of sick. Yeah. No, it was pretty fitting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for this episode today. We had a great time talking to the media guys as well as talking about some some Delco League playoffs that are heating up. Uh, we'll have a nice preview episode coming up soon for that. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Delco Baseball. Facebook's Delco Baseball now. We got the new YouTube channel up and going as well. So go subscribe to that. Ben, Belka League Finals coming soon. One way or another, we got one representation. Best week of the year. Best week of the year. All right. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time.